Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. A huge thank you to Josh and to Leonie. Thank you guys. Uh, Josh is our youth pastor doing a great job and Leonie is helping with and she's our worship pastor and also helps with the kids. Great to have them on team. And I'm very privileged this morning to be sharing the word with my beautiful wife, the most beautiful woman in the world, Pastor Claire. It's lovely to be sharing the word of God with you. Good morning, church, and welcome. And we're going to be continuing a series called Navigating Storms of Life. But before we get started, why don't we just pray? Yes, let's yeah. pray. Thank you, Lord, that you're here with us this morning. Thank you that you... Help us and open our minds and open our hearts to hear your word. And Lord, we might find ourselves this morning with a storm. We're in a storm or we're facing a storm. So Lord, we are listening with open ears to have direction on how to navigate these storms. And we will be victorious through them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we were looking at that story last week of Jesus crossing the lake with the disciples. He's asleep on the pillow in the back of the boat when a storm hits. So why don't we go and read the story again, just to make sure we get a full understanding of that. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Open your Bibles, get your notebooks out, and we're going to read this right now. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they woke him, and they said, Teacher, don't you care that we're perishing? Then he arose, and he rebuked the wind and the sea. Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said to one another, Who can this be, that even the wind and the sea obey him? These disciples had an instruction from Jesus, go over to the other side. They were doing life, they were doing what they are told, and here comes a storm blowing them off course. The storm disrupting their normal, the storm causing them to sink, and I can imagine them bailing water out, a Mm -hmm. physical storm, rowing hard. They were fishermen, they knew about storms, so they knew what to do. So they were doing everything they could in the physical to try and survive this. That's why they were so upset and afraid, I think, Wayne, is because... Being fishermen, they knew exactly what the storm could do to them. That's right. But we're going to be talking about how the storm doesn't have to go to another level, do we? Yeah. We we see in the story that this storm went from a physical outside storm to an internal storm in the disciples. That's right. That storm that was physical Mm -hmm. got into them. And next thing, they started to react. And we see those words that they ran up to Jesus and they said, Jesus, don't you care that we're dying? So it was one thing having a physical storm, but now they'd lost the confidence that they were going to survive Mm. and it became an emotional storm. It had got right inside of them and they were screaming out for fear. It says Mm. they shouted out, Jesus, don't you care? 
That's right. Yeah. And I see it so often in life, we have a physical storm that happens. It causes an emotional roller coaster and a storm. And that often results in us losing our faith mm. and actually questioning, where was God in all of this? If God loved me so much, why did he allow that to happen? So it escalates physical to emotional mm. up to a spiritual level. So today we want to have a look at the emotional storm. We looked last week at the physical storm. And I'd really encourage you to go and listen to that podcast and some great practical things that we can do. Mm. And Claire, you also shared a little bit about this city called Sardis Mm. and how Sardis was fortified when we saw the pictures last week it's right on the top of a hill almost impossible to get to and the foundations they must have been three or four meters thick and high almost impenetrable they were very wealthy and they thought they were safe and I think we can sometimes feel like that we're okay we're we're safe and we're not saying that they're not going to be storms, are we, Wayne? No, we're storms not, will come. The Bible even tells us we will have trouble, we'll have storms. But the warning to Sardis was, don't think you're alive when you're actually dead. I think there's preventative things that we can do. Storms will come, but we can stop the cracks. We can be mm. stronger, we can be secure, it can be secure in Jesus, and those storms won't take us out. And we can build our faith and we can fix up our foundations before the storm has hit. So when the storms of life do hit, Mm. we're in a much more secure position and we can fight them off and we can be strong and we can navigate through the storm. But so often in the actual storm, you can't think, you've got mushy brain, Mm. you've got thoughts going all over the place, there's drama all over, tears are flowing, you cannot think clearly. So it's too late in the storm to try. Yeah, I thank goodness for Jesus. Yes. But I tell you, there's stuff that we can do. Take Jesus's own words. He said, now, Sardis, you think you're alive, but you're actually dead. Go back and fix it up. Strengthen the things that remain. That's right. He said, wake up, come on, we can strengthen those things and go back to what you first knew. Um, These winds, Wayne, and waves, uh, Bill Johnson taught us something about adverse winds Mm. and waves that come. And there's things like loss, Mm -hmm. disappointment, Disappointment, criticism even. That's right. And betrayal. betrayal. Oh, that hurts. These are all storms that come up in life and, and emotional. they can affect us. Mm. And they don't, they're not just outside physical things. They are mm. now become an internal mm. wave or wind mm. or storm. Mm. But now how do we deal with that? Um, he brought out two points. He said we could become reactive to those situations. Yeah. And I think that's exactly mm. what the disciples did. They started yelling out at Jesus. When storms hit in our lives, how often do we retaliate and react mm. to our family? Start right. shouting, screaming, losing it, we react. Well, the second thing Bill Johnson mentioned was that if you allow your emotions to run wild with the betrayal and the loss of criticism and disappointments, what happens, you can be, get a victim mentality as well. That's right. It's all about me. So the disciples in the boat go, oh, look at me, fancy that. Look at it. I'm in the storm all by myself and I'm dying and I'm it's this me. and I'm this. Me. <laughs> and so they've had victim as well as retaliating quite a bit. Aggression we see towards Jesus, like, don't you care that we're dying? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so we've learned just last week that we don't need to be retaliating. We don't need to be um, saying we're a victim. We can actually lead That's in right. a storm. That's right. we, can, we can do it different. And you shared the story of how they rode on the wave, a surfer rode on the mm. wave. Mm. I mean, if they get excited about the bigger wave coming, don't Mm. they? Because they want to ride on top and you get a whole new perspective on the storm if you start leading in the storm instead of 
shouting at everybody. <laughs> to yes. Totally agree. There's a verse in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, and I'd like to read it to us. Hebrews chapter 2 says these words. It says here uh, that through Jesus' death, he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. And release those who through fear of death were all their lifetimes subject to bondage. So often when we think of these emotional storms and this, we have such a fear about it that that paralyzes and it actually links us into bondage. Mm -hmm. We must not tolerate fear. We can. Listen, God gave us emotions. Don't get me wrong. He did. But he, get, he told us to be in charge of our emotions. Mm -hmm. Nowhere are we allowed to let our emotions get out of control. So um, like many of you out there, you and I, we faced in this time the emotions of COVID and storms, you have this up and down, don't mm -hmm. you? And our research has shown that we have in us, our emotions, we will react certain ways. We do, yeah. You see, the, the storm, the, the Titanic, Claire, it didn't sink because it was on the sea. No. It sank because the sea got into the Titanic. Mm. And you going through a storm, you're not going to die because you're going through a storm. But if you allow the storm to get into you, mm. then you can do it. So that causes our emotions to go absolutely ballistic. Initially, when some storm hits me, I get angry, and I'm mad. You know, maybe you go into denial. No, this doesn't really exist. Mm, but we have to stop that. We can't allow ourselves to be just driven down by, by the emotions. emotions. And so what we're going to do quickly is have a look at how we can overcome mm. that. Can we read that scripture in Matthew chapter 11, please, Claire? Um, Matthew 7, actually, verse 24. So Matthew 7, 24 says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, that's Jesus speaking, and does them, I'll liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came, the winds blew and beat on the house, and it did not fall, for its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and doesn't do them will be like a foolish man, who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came, the winds blew and beat on the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Yeah. This links to our story with Sardis again, doesn't it? Mm. Jesus is advising them, I want you to build on a solid foundation because when winds and storms come, it won't be rocked. It won't be broken down. You won't be broken down. But if those foundations are in the wrong place, you mm, will be. It says yeah. there, it fell and great was its fall. Well, last week we actually had some practical things that we could actually mm. do to try and uh, look at what's the one thing that we could actually do to fix, to make things a little bit better, to repair those cracks. Mm. This verse actually says, you're foolish if you don't do them. Yes. So it's one thing listening to this great podcast mm. and you think, oh, that's a good one. But if we don't actually do it. Yeah. So get your pen yeah, and get on. your paper and make some notes because you won't remember. And in the morning when you're feeling emotional, then we can go back to those that's points. Right. Now, there's a, a clinical psychologist and his name is Dr. Cloud, Dr. Mm -hmm. Henry Cloud, and he gave this information. So I'm just repeating what he said. So this wasn't clear in our thoughts. This comes from <laughs> a clinical psychologist. And he was saying our emotions and our emotional being, our psyche is made up like a house. Mm -hmm. And there are three clear levels that we have. The first level that you get is the foundational level. 
The second level that you get, that you build on top of those foundations, is the structure. That's the walls and the windows and you know all the, the, the brickwork that goes on top of the foundations. But then there's a third level that you get, Claire. And that level is the decoration. Mm -hmm. That is the cladding. That is the prettiness. And we need, as a, a person, as in our psyche, in our personal emotional beings, we need all three layers to be very secure. Mm -hmm. And he described these for us. So let's have a look at these three levels quickly. The first one is the foundations. And the foundations in a person's life is relationships and connections. Yeah. This is so important. You know, instead of calling it social distancing, what it's breaking down is our relationships mm -hmm. that we have with each other. Why not refer to it as physical distancing? We physically distance because we want to keep each mm -hmm. other safe, but emotionally and we want to remain relationally connected to each other. Let's not disconnect. We need to be connected together in circles. People need to do stuff together. Dr. Cloud said that when you isolated, your IQ drops by 30 points wow. just because you're in isolation. Mm. <laughs> that means you're going to make mistakes. You're going to, you're going to not think things through clearly. We need to be connected. Now, how do we get connected in our church? Well, we've been talking a lot about circles, haven't yeah. we? And we've got uh, connect groups where we can stay connected. We've been trying to keep connected on WhatsApps and just visiting people in their gardens, yeah. just trying to stay connected to one another. So, for us to remain stable in this, our emotional house, we need solid foundations. Correct. Is connecting with you and friends and family. And even now on TV, we're watching online church, we could be in the chats, we're doing it together, aren't we? But we also need to connect with God. That's right. Because that's where our stability, our strong foundation is. And Jesus talks to us, doesn't he, in Matthew, and he mm. says that, come to me you who are heavy laden. That's right. And he says, if you give me your burden, I'll give you my yoke and it will be easy. Mm. And you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm just swapping one thing for another. Actually, no, we're not. We're saying to the Lord, I'm heavy. I'm burdened down That's because right. of this storm and I'm making an exchange for your peace and for your joy. So every morning or when you find best in your day, is spend time, get connected with God. It's part of the foundations that will keep you on, emotionally preaching. strong. That's right. <laughs> preaching good, girl. Come on, that's amazing. It is so true. Our relationship with God is primary. Mm -hmm. Stay connected. In times of storms, don't disconnect. That's mm -hmm. the last time. I heard someone say, oh, when I'm going through a hard time, I don't want to read my Bible. No, honey, that's a time you read twice as much as you used to do. In this time of like where we have been, distance from our family and friends. It's the only connection sometimes that some people have had. They live mm. alone. But God, his promises were, I'll never leave you alone. You are not alone. Correct. Maybe you need to get away with God, with Jesus, mm. and go and close the door. Go for a walk in the forest. Do something and get and say, Lord, it's just you and me. We as people need quality time with our maker mm -hmm. where we can just talk to him, unload with him. So the first part of this triangle is definitely connecting with God. Mm -hmm. But the second part is we have to connect with others. Ephesians 4 verse 16 says we're all part of a body. And you might be the foot and I'm the hand and someone else is the eye and someone's a nose mm. and you've got a big nose. And so we're all different, but we fall part of a body. We can't operate independently of each other. Mm. That is why it's so important to be in the connect groups. 
That's what keeps the body together is we have to be relationally connected. Connected, You will maybe be going through a storm and you'll know somebody, find somebody who's been through the exact same thing as you. And that's why it's important because they'll be able to give you that communication we talked about the other day. The, the support, the empathy that you're needing. And when you hit a wobbly, they can grab you and say, come on, we can do this together. Mm. You know, we're not advocating that you violate the government's rules. In fact, we're asking you guys to adhere to the government rules mm. and regulations. But still, that does not stop us from meeting on Zoom. It does not stop you connecting with WhatsApp. And where the government allows us to meet in gardens and in small groups, let's mm. do so. Let's make sure we do what the Bible says and not forsake the gathering of ourselves together, even if it's electronically. Yeah. Okay, we are going to continue to do that and we're going to honor our government. But Claire, the triangle, God me and others, that's part of our DNA as a church, a PCF church. For as long as I can remember, it's it's one of our values that we have. Mm -hmm. We are a church that connects. We connect with God and we connect with each other. And if you're finding yourself isolated right now, please write to us. Our email there is connect at pcfpointon.com and you can actually send us an email and say, I've got no one. We've got Zoom groups you can join. We've got different, uh, with 12 different groups across the the area Mm -hmm. that you could plug into and be part of get and remain connected it's Mm. the foundations of your emotional stability and you don't have to wait and sit alone if you're the one that's lonely you pick up the phone phone somebody because i'm sure there's somebody else out there could could do with a chat yeah Yeah. sometimes clear uh you we feel like oh but no one loves me and, you know, relationships is like a bridge and, I, and you've got two people and they, that's a bridge and we form the bridge like this and we're just touching. And sometimes when you first meet the person, if you just dump on them and you're just like, just like almost like vomiting on them with all your problems, their, their, their reaction is, Whoa! It's like, and, and the, the, the drawbridge goes up and says, I'm not sure I want to be, your, why don't we take the time, invite mm. somebody else for a coffee and not just talk about problems and storms. Yeah. Why don't you build relationship, relationship, relationship and get that bridge of relationship strong. Mm-hmm. And then in times of storm and trouble, then you can't, Claire, what's on your heart? You, you don't look yourself today. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about it. And now, the, and now you've got the opportunity to express and together we can build things. Let's build relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. Focus on this. It's the foundations, relationships and connections. But Dr. Cloud then went on to the second point, and he said the second one is our structure. And the structure that what we build on the foundations is our purpose and routines. And this is really important. Um, there's some days, I'm sure, in this time of lockdown where you just want to pull up the covers and go back to bed, or you maybe you didn't get out of bed. Maybe you just stayed in your jammies all day. Mm. And that, for our emotions, is not a good thing. Not a good thing. John Andrews phoned us and spoke to all the ministers. And he said when the lockdown first happened, now this was March, April time, he got hold of us and said, guys, get your routine ready. Get up. Get dressed. Get washed. Come on. You need to maintain that routine. It's going to get you through. And I'm so glad I was listening. Every day we get up still the same time. I know you've got nothing else to do. Well, get up. Still get out of bed. Get dressed. Brush your teeth. Comb your hair. You'll look a lot better and smell a lot better. Mm-hmm. There are things you can do, whether it's around your house or with That's others right. um, and your job. But you need to, perhaps in the morning when you have spending time with God, think about three things that you could possibly do during that day. Mm. So you're putting your mind to, a, a I hate to say this way, but a list. A list. <laughs> A task list. I've got loads. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Maybe for you it's a walk around the block. 
Mm. It could be a, a small thing or a big thing. Three things that you could do in that day. And then when you come to the end of your day, you say, my day has been successful. That's right. I can tick off those three things. It's given structure to your day. It's given meaning to your day. It might be a phone call that mm. you need to do. Simple. Maybe you're going through cancer or some really severe storm of illness. Maybe for you, one of those three things is just getting up in the yeah. morning and you sit on, you put on your socks as one of the guys in our church says, and that's all you, that's one thing, tick it on and say, hey, today was a good day, I got up. But if you lie down in bed, oh, woe is me, then you're allowing the storm to kind of like sink, lead mm-hmm. in the storm. Maybe it's going to be, I'm going to have my breakfast, my lunch and my supper and I'm going to phone my kids. Do something like that and set those. And then when you finish at the end of the day, you can tick them off. So I did it, I did it, I did it. And you feel so much better. You might need to help somebody. I had this situation where it was a bereavement and this person was coming down the stairs, not washing and hair Mm. was in it. And I had to be quite harsh and say, come on. You need to pull yourself together and wash that hair and get dressed. That's right. It is not good for your emotional state. and It pulls the person up. That's right. We lead. Even in our homes, we are leaders. We lead our children. Parents, children need a bedtime. They need routine. You know, in the holiday season, we allow them to sleep in late, stay up late, do whatever. And actually, they become a problem. Now you say, well, what am I going to do with these kids? They're running amok. They they give me a hard time. That's because they need routine. They need discipline. Get them up. Get, get, make sure they have their meals. Yeah. What is a seven or eight year old doing up at nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night? Mm-hmm. They should be in bed at seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You might not like the kids, but it's true. We need to have boundaries. It gives us security. And in times of storms, mm-hmm. we need these, the purpose Even and routines. Your children, you can uh, take on this on board, these three points and say, what three things do you want to do today? Make a list. That's right. In their school holidays, they are bored. They don't know how to, emotionally, they don't know how to cope with holidays because suddenly they have nothing to do. Allow them those three things and find success in their day. Dr. Cloud then gave us the third point. And the third one is the decor. Mm -hmm. And that, he said, was trust and control. Stop trying to control the storm. You can't. Mm Why don't you control what you can and give to God what you can't? We get so angry. I get angry. This is me, okay? Because the storm of life is just rolling and I feel like I'm out of control. Uh, The government is making decisions or the doctors are saying this and everyone else is telling me what to do. And I'm out of control. I'm a control freak. (laughs) I want to be in control. Leave me alone. I need to be able to do it myself. And what I got to do is learn to control what I can and not control what you can't. Mm -hmm. Dr. Cloud said, why don't you make a list of all the things that are actually annoying you and write it down and say, I can't control these things and you might be mad, write them down. And then you practice 1 Peter 5 verse 7, which says, cast onto him all your problems. Another one, Proverbs 16 verse 3, roll onto the Lord. The the problems. And he's going to establish your thoughts. He's going to bring the calmness. So when we do that, you give the paper to the Lord and say, Lord, here, he has all the problems I can't control. So I'm giving them to you. And now the peace of God can subside on Mm. you. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, Wayne, we quote it so often, but I think we have a challenge sometimes (laughs) applying Mm. it to our lives. And I'll read it to us. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Mm, There are some situations, Wayne, like a death. 
you can't change that. Can't change it. Unless you've raised them from the dead, <laughs> they are dead. But you have to navigate your emotions well when that person has died. And so you can't change the fact that they're dead, but you can prevent that storm, that emotional storm from getting inside of you. God has plans. He says here, he will direct your paths if you'll acknowledge him, if you will trust him and not freak out. Yeah. You know, Dr. Cloud was saying the serenity prayer. And, and I want to read it to us. I'll put it up on the screen. This was written by a theologian called uh, Reinhold Niebuhr. And it says these simple words, just three lines. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Mm. And then give me the courage to change the things that I can. Mm. And the wisdom to know the difference. And each day what we need to be doing is say, Lord, mm. I can't change this. I can't change what's happening with the pandemic. I can't change what's maybe even happening with my health. So, Lord, give me the, the, the serenity to accept that. But what I can change is I can spend time with you. Yes. I can do these things. Claire, let's have a look at a couple of emotional things now. Uh, our foundations, emotionally, though. Last week, we had a look at some of the practical, the physical ones. We looked at our work life, our computer and device screen time. Yes. We looked at our financial life. We looked at our body and even our marriage and sex lives. So we looked at the practical things. And at the end, we felt so overwhelmed. So we came up with a slogan, what's the one thing I could change or remove that would make me better? Mm-hmm. Just pick up one of these things. So today we want to have a look at a couple of the emotional storms that can come along and things that we can do to help us with our emotions. Yeah. Write these down. The first one is holidays and rest days, mm-hmm. our rest life. Mm-hmm. If think- we're burnt out, we're no good to each other. And um, we were just chatting earlier, if you are on a long journey and you're tired, you need mm. to stop. That's right. Because it's dangerous Tiredness to kills. keep going. That's right. So have, it, have you had a rest period? Have you had time to get restored on mm. that? The inside? Bible calls it a sabbatical. Yeah. Are you taking a de- one day a week where you are not working? Mm. It is not good to be working seven days a week. I don't care how amazing you feel about doing it or how much money mm. you're making. What's happening is you're creating a crack. Mm. And in times of storms, you're not going to be emotionally stable. You need to be rested. We need to take our holidays. Have you noticed when you're tired, everything seems bigger. Much worse. That's right. It just seems so overwhelming just mm. because you're tired. My mom, she's got a saying, and it's so true. Don't doubt in the dark what God gave you in the light. Mm. In the light of day, you say, yeah, I can do this. I'm... But at nighttime, when you're tired and you're mm. exhausted, all of a sudden the doubts creep in. You're doubting in the dark what God gave you in the light. Come on, let's make sure we're rested and that we can press on. The, the second thing that I'd like to talk about is family and friendships. Mm. Are, are you working on your family and your friendships? Yeah. Remember the trust bird? Why not invite? Do something this week. Do you know what? I, I have neglected my friendships. Mm. Well, why don't you invite somebody out for coffee? You can go to a restaurant and, and they've got a reduced price. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, you can go. Listen, guys, there's something that you can do. Ask the Holy Spirit to show what relationships can you build just to get out, to help you emotionally. This isn't a time just to talk about storms. Yeah. Why don't you talk about something else? Yeah. The weather. Talk about the football or the, the lack of. Yeah. Talk about something. You're, there's loads that we can do to build and develop friendships. And that will help you in your stability. What about your attitudes, your attitudinal life? Big one, isn't it? What's my attitude towards the government? Do I just moan? And we can adjust those. That's where um, 
that in Matthew 28, and he says, come to me. Mm. And you do that exchange. We don't have to walk around grumpy and we don't have no. to walk around mad and we don't have to walk around shouting. So we have to adjust that attitude, mm. don't we? To put a smile on our faces. Mm -hmm. And okay. the joy of the Lord will be your strength. <laughs> I have decided I'm going to enjoy today. Yes. It's a decision it that is we a decision. make. Mm -hmm. I love the story that, again, my mom told us and uh, of this lady who was being taken. She was staying with her family and they were taking her to a care home mm -hmm. and she'd never seen it and then she was in the car and she said to the, the kids taking her there, I'm going to really love this. Mm. And they said, but mom, you haven't even seen the place mm. we were taken to mm -hmm. you. How do you know you're going to love it? And she says, mm. I have decided I'm going to like this. Mm. And our attitude can be like it. I have decided I'm going to be nice. Mm. I've decided I'm going to smile. I've decided I will enjoy online church. I've decided I will love my pastors. <laughs> Come on, you can work on that. Maybe God's challenging you. Mm. We can look at that. But I've got another nice one. He, uh, what about our creative life? Mm. Some people really get inspired by drawing or painting, doing, being creative, right. making things. Even um, I heard recently somebody's making window boxes, yes. doing some woodwork That's and right. things like that. And that does something for you That's right. emotionally. So when last did you grab the pen and write a poem like you used to do yeah. in the old days? Or a song. Why don't you grab your camera? You're isolating, but you can still get out and you can mm. take a picture of the perfect bird sitting on a post or something. And it refreshes your soul. Your emotional stability is so important. Come on, think of your creative life, your hobbies, not just golf. Okay, <laughs> Listen, golf is not good. Okay, because every time I hear golfers, they're always saying bad words when the ball goes funny like this or something. No, it's not good. I'm talking about something that's creative and that's lovely and that you enjoy doing. Okay. It's great to be out in nature as well. It is. And go, go for a walk. walk with, that's right. Go walk with a friend and spend time with family or that's a right. friend. And the last one that we've got here is our social life, mm -hmm. our friendships and getting out and doing things. But maybe, you know, sometimes it's, we might be doing too much of that. We need to have a check and ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, what would you like me to do? What's the one thing that I need to change in this list? Is there something in my social life? Maybe what I'm, the people I'm connecting with and the conversations I'm having online, are they wholesome? Is this the right way I should be going? Uh, there's so many different technologies out there and some mm -hmm. of them are not healthy. So Wayne, we want to get back to our culture statement and remind ourselves that we are a church that pursues health. That's right. And am I living in a way today where I will thrive tomorrow? And that's why we're going through this list. So we've done the physical side. We're going through the emotional side. Mm. We're being aware of any foundational cracks that storms could come in and disrupt mm. us. And we want to pursue health. We want yeah. to have strong, healthy interiors. You know, the foundations and the structures no one sees. But mm. the decorations mm. people do see. That's and hard. people do see if you're not trusting. They do see if you're losing control because you can't mm. control. So it's so important for us to look at mm. these areas in our lives. Yeah. Listen, please don't be offended that I got on your case about the children and bedtimes. And, and maybe I've, we've said some things that have been hard to swallow mm. uh, because you're thinking, when I've been through a storm and you do not know what I've gone through, everyone is going through storms. And I do understand we've gone through bereavement. Mm. We have had major storms financially. And the good news is when one ends, something else is coming up. <laughs> storms are going to come. <laughs> Let's but get resilient. Can, can we just ask the Holy mm. Spirit right now to come in? If there's things there that you aren't in agreement with, just let them fall. Mm. 
Getting in a huff and a mood about it is not going to help anyone. Mm. That's a storm in itself. Mm. But maybe the Holy Spirit can say, you know what? We can fix and work on this one thing. We could do this this week. Mm. You have been neglecting to take your rest or you have been neglecting to do certain things. Yeah. So let's just invite him in now. Yeah, shall we, we pray? Holy thank Spirit, you, we Lord. thank you that you see our hearts and you're the perfect teacher. We want to thank you for the, the instructions we received from Dr. Cloud and this leadership conference that we were on. Mm. But Lord, now would you make it personal to each one of us, how we can adapt this, how we can apply this to our lives. Mm. We don't want to be like that guy that built his house on the sand. Mm. We want to build on foundations and we want to do it. We want to actually put this into practice because when we put it into practice, then your word said that we are building on the rock. Yes, Lord. Let us be aware of the storm that is around us like the disciples, but help us to take a step back from it so that we don't allow it to get on the inside mm. of us and wreck us emotionally and spoil our friendships and relationships. So, Lord, I pray that you would help us. Help us to be practical in our lives today in applying this and um, bring us through these storms that mm. people actually look at us and say, I want to be like you. Point them to Jesus and and see that there's another way to deal with storms. Mm. We thank you for your help. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're alongside us every moment of the day, nudging us here and there so that we can be victorious. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Church, for joining us and all the visitors, anyone who's watching online. Thank you for joining with us today. Mm. Thank you. We pray that you're blessed this week, that... The Holy Spirit works with you and comforts you, helps you to get through the storms and navigate through the storms of life. But Claire, you must please excuse me quickly. As we're talking, I thought of three things I have to do today. I need to go and make a list. So excuse me, I'll be back in a minute. See you next week. Bye.